0: Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Don here, and I want to welcome you all to Moa's Ark, where you know that God dwells, Jesus reigns, the Holy Spirit guides, and we live in the Agape. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am just so honored to be before you. As I say, oftentimes, it is my privilege. It is my honor. It is my duty that I humbly take on to bring and deliver to you what God has given me for his people. I'm excited that we have crossed over into 2020. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? We are here. We are here together. I remember back in 1999. (laughs) We didn't think we were going to cross over. And I said the other day, 2012, I think we thought we were going to be wiped up out of here, but it is 2020. And if you are under the sound of my voice, you made it. So I want to congratulate you to applaud you. And when I tell you Uh, 2019 was something to be reckoned with. It was a year to be reckoned with, at least in my walk, and my journey. Uh, It was a year of um, preparation. It was a year of realization, revelation. Um, uh, God really, really uh, matured me during 2019. I'm telling you, he took the scales right on off my (laughs) eyes, you know, I learned so much about the reality of this life that I am living, and I am so grateful to God. And and at the end of the year, I think somewhere between uh, Christmas and New Year, I had fallen so sick. I got sick. This uh, flu bug, bug that's been floating around uh, had a hold of me for a little bit and, and I was knocked out for a minute, but I'm telling you, she back, <laughs> she's back now. And I'm so excited. I've got so many, um, episodes just locked up on the inside of me and I'm grateful for what God has lined up for 2020. I'm honored I'm telling you, I am honored and I am humbled uh, to the assignment that he has given me because I am here to help. I'm here to help you to make a difference um, and to be your happiest, your wisest and your loving, your most loving self. That is what God sent me here for. And I endeavor to do what he has called me to do. Many of you, I've shared uh, my testimonies and, and prior podcasts. Podcast. If you haven't heard it, uh, go back and listen to it. But I pride myself on being perfectly imperfect and I try to come as real as I can. Uh, but my goal and objective is to give you tangible Uh, practical resources and tools to aid you in your everyday living. Uh, I do have a background in theology um, academically. I have an undergraduate uh, degree, but I do not classify or qualify myself as a scholar. I am an eternal, uh, perpetual, uh, (laughs) uh, uh, infinite learner. I am here to learn. I am here to learn. And as God uses me, I pray that I can help to enhance your spiritual journey uh, and we can help one another. I also have a background in IT. That is where my profession is, what my career has been over the last 15 years. And there have been so many Principles, methodologies, techniques that I've learned in my profession as a project manager, as a business analyst, uh, managing portfolios and programs, uh, just frameworks that I've learned along the way that I believe transcends IT. IT has been good to me uh as far as financially allowing me to live uh in a place in a space of comfort. Myself and my husband both we're we're in the IT field. Uh and so from a from a career perspective Uh, It has been good to us, uh, helping us to find and maintain the financial stability that we need. But you all, whoever has uh, listened to me in the past, you know, it has been a journey. (laughs) It's been a journey. It's an area where people who look like me, who talk like me, who act like me, you know, those peculiar, you know, quite weird ones, we don't fit so well. Uh, especially in a corporate setting. So I've had some challenges and some changes that I had to go through. But nonetheless, uh, it has developed me into the professional uh, that I am today. And for that, I am grateful. I'm grateful and I'm putting a lot of emphasis on uh, that part of my journey because I intend to take some of the frameworks uh, that I have learned Uh, in IT and to help us to utilize some of these techniques in our own personal uh, development, our professional growth, uh, and things of that kind. Uh, Over the last year or so, I've endeavored to uh, broaden my ministry and broaden my understanding uh, in the area of social sciences, uh, behavioral, you know, uh, science and things like that to better learn how to aid the people where there is a need. We need help. We need help. So I've crossed over more so into the helps um, uh, industry and helping people, and I'm taking the time to educate myself, uh, and and again to learn to learn different tools and techniques so I can come and I can bring them to you, uh, and 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 to be a help to you and your every day living. That's so important to me. Uh, Again, I don't profess to be, you know, on this high horse or high and mighty or better than anyone else. All I can say is what I know, I will share it with you. And many of these tools and techniques are awesome. Uh, They are awesome. (laughs) And I'm telling you, if you're anything like me, they will change your life. They will change your life. I want to encourage you, those who are looking to connect with me on a more intimate uh, level, uh, to get the one-on-one coaching and, and life coaching and encouragement that you may need, uh, drop me an inbox or email me or text me. Uh, communicate your interests and your need. And this is to the women, women only, because my ministry is only geared towards women. And for you men who want to, you know, partake as well, start praying for my husband now because he might he, he might jump into this thing. But for the women... I believe that God has put something on the inside of me uh, to impart to others, uh, but to have that intimate one-on-one relationship to help you walk through this journey, at least for a season, uh, to help co- catapult you into your position and it it's very important we're getting into 2020 we are a few days in and this is the foundational year for the remainder of this decade and some of the things that we are going to do in this first um Uh, The the first uh, quarter of this season, some of the things that we are going to do is going to prepare us for 10, 20, 30 years to come, even changing the landscape of our legacy. I'm telling you what I know. Uh, Trust me. So I want to encourage you all, those who are looking, if you're looking for someone that you can trust, if you're looking for someone who hears from God, if you're looking for someone that can help take you tangibly from one step to another. Uh, I believe that everything, all of the tools, techniques, everything that God is, has given me is to be practiced, to be put into place, put into practice so that it can become permanent in your life. Not perfect. We strive too hard to be perfect. We don't want to fail. We don't want to, you know, uh, um be perceived as less than, but in all actuality and all reality, we need to practice and utilize the right tools in order to enhance Our state of being, trust me when I tell you what God has placed on the inside of me, it is well worth the journey. But you got to put in the work if you want somebody who's going to be committed to you and committed to your success. Prophetess is the one, amen. All right, but today. I'm going to talk to you all about uh, a process that I want uh, to introduce to some. Some of you are aware of it, but it is a um, a methodology that is called design thinking. And I want to utilize that uh, as a technique to help you to lay the foundation, lay the foundation for the year 2020 and the next decade amen so it's a couple of things that i want to walk you through a couple of things that i want to do and i want to get it before you all right so i pray that this is a blessing to you and i love you all and let's get into it all right love you All right, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Y'all stuck with me, so that means you are here to learn. I want to encourage you to take out your pen, your pad, so that you can take notes. Uh, As you all know, I am a teacher. I like to teach. I like to give facts, and I like to give details. Uh, Very recently, I I have a a coach, a life coach, uh, that I've been working with. Uh, who has established herself uh, in her industry. She's a multi-million dollar um, uh, CEO of an organization that provides uh, learning and training. Uh, And I've I've just recently began to uh, establish that relationship. But one of the things that she admonished me (laughs) uh, to do is, is to give bite sizes. And you all who have listened to Uh, my podcast in the past, you know, I'm very detailed because I like to give you all of the information, but I'm going to try to chunk it as much as I can. I believe that this um, topic can be completed in, uh, you know, a a chunk, a bite size, uh, because it's not that much material to get through, but I just want to encourage you to take the time to um, try to absorb the things that I am presenting to you today. Again, I'm going to be talking about design thinking, which is a a process and a technique that I learned as an IT professional working on different projects and helping to uh, stimulate innovation and strategy and things like that. Uh, So I believe that it is a framework that can transcend IT. It is something that we can use in our personal development and our own personal planning for our lives as we are crossing into uh, 2020. And you know that my goal is to help you to establish your foundation for a successful decade as well as a successful year because I believe with all that I am that this is the year this is the year that God is bringing into um, manifestation the promises. 2020, this is the year of reconciliation. This is the year of um, realization of those things. God has made a commitment to himself, and he is realizing that commitment by manifestation through our lives through our lives and and you all know, I am a staunch believer in um, God doing his part and us doing our part and one of the things that I think that we do, especially as as christians and and you know we get into this mythical place to where we believe that, you know, the promises of God is going to come to us through osmosis, you know, through just just drop straight from heaven into our laps. And while that may be situationally true, there may be times in your life where God will just drop it right there for you. But uh, and, and miracles, signs and wonders, they do exist. So don't go back telling nobody the prophet has said that miracle signs and wonders don't exist and that, you know, <coughs> we have to usurp the actions of God. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there is a part that we have to do because faith without works is dead. And part of that is learning these tools and techniques to apply to our lives. Amen. So I endeavor today to teach you a process Uh, that has been beneficial to me uh, in my career and helped me. And I hope that it will be something uh, that can help you guys as well. So again, I want to talk about uh, design um, thinking. Design thinking is what we're going to talk about today. And I'm excited today. I'll, I'll share with you all. I was talking to my husband earlier today and And he and I were sharing uh, with some of the goals that we have in the very near future. Uh, I'll be opening up a daycare uh, so that my daughters, so that my daughters can uh, um, run and operate this daycare and they'll be able to manage it so that they can spend more time with uh, their families and with their children. Uh, as both of them have just given birth in 2019 to their babies. And look at God. Let me let me tell you how he works. My husband was so um, adamant about getting a piece of property before the end of the year. This man went out and purchased a house. Purchased a home. A beautiful thing to do. But the way that God just orchestrated this whole thing so that it could tie into the vision. So that his vision tied into my vision and it ultimately created a corporate legacy, a vision for the family so that now we can utilize uh, this property for the daycare center. And my husband's main, uh, <laughs> his main concern was my boys. He wanted to to uh, have a place uh, closer to the high school so that my boys will have somewhere to go. Uh, and I won't get all into that. But anyway, it, it works. And my husband said he's going to call it the utility house. Uh, so we were we were just talking about that. And 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 I'm just so uh, grateful to God for my husband and for the wisdom that my husband had, you know, because when he first shared with me the ideal, because it came from the angle of Uh, doing something, you know, having a house for the boys. I said, wait a minute (laughs) now. They're too young. They're too young uh, to be unsupervised. But anyway, he went on and did it. And I'm so grateful that he did. And we have a facility for the daycare center. It's just a matter now of us getting the licensing that we need and getting the equipment and everything and also getting the children. Uh, to come in. So you all who are listening, if you need a daycare center, you want somebody that you can trust. Uh, We are family owned and I'm telling you, we love, we love unconditionally in the agape and we are determined to provide for you a service uh, that will meet your needs. So that was one of the things we talked about. And with my husband, uh, he does uh, a lot of videography and uh, uh djing and and a lot of things around uh entertainment and so he just recently started up a YouTube page and in his YouTube page he's going to be um he's going to show the progression of the building of his studio and, and have some tutorials and and to try to help some people and to promote uh, his services and things like that. And so we were talking about that. And then we got into the conversation around uh, the podcast that I'm doing. And my husband encouraged me to get in front of the camera to do more on YouTube. So you guys will see that. Uh, But what I'm excited about is that I know I told y'all a few months ago he was going to do my intro, but he recommitted to that. So we'll, we'll see. You know, he's going to do my, my intro and he's going to record my little podcast. And when I tell you this man, and I'm not just saying it because he's my man, but this man is good at what he does. Uh, the, the, some of the um, videogra- videography work that he's done, I've just been astonished with and just amazed with. So it will be a treat. And like I said, anything we do, uh, we will do in a spirit of excellence. So I'm so grateful to God uh, for that. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. You guys will be able to see my face (coughs) while I'm doing these um, episodes. So uh, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. I hope you all stay tuned and, and, and continue to support and my daughter, she just recently showed me how to uh, get subscribers, uh, subscribers for uh, iTunes. So I want you all to go take a look at this link that I shared uh, earlier that got you here. And I want you to look for the iTunes and look for how you subscribe. And and uh, I'll figure it out later and I'll come back and give instructions, but I got to figure out for my daughter. Uh, I want you all to support, support the ministry, support the effort, uh, what God has has given me. And, And like I shared earlier, you know, like coaching, you know, God has placed something on the inside of me and I believe that it is uniquely for you, for you, those who are in need in this season of their lives. I'm here to walk you through it. Amen. All right. So that took me a little bit longer than I expected, but let's talk about design thinking. What is design thinking in the sense of how I've used it in the past? So design thinking is a non-linear iterative process which seeks to understand users, challenge assumptions, redefine problems, and create innovative solutions to prototype and test, all right? So this method consists of five phases five phases and I'm gonna I'm gonna break them down in a different way than what the textbook way tells you I'm gonna break it down into four phases but the traditional design thinking uh, methodology is broken down into five phases which is empathize define, ideate prototype and test okay? So when you think about uh, tackling a problem or um, uh, deriving a solution, oftentimes organizations will use design thinking uh, for innovation, they'll use it for strategizing, Uh, but uh, here, again, we're going to use it to kind of lay the foundation for our year and lay the foundation for the years to come. The key to design thinking is understanding that it is human-centric. It is human-centric. And I love this. And this is why I feel like it's a technique that I was able to use successfully in my career. Although I am a very analytical thinker, I am more um, relational and I'm more uh, feeling, you know. (laughs) (coughs) Driven by my emotions. And you all excuse me for this tickle in my throat. Because I'm just coming off of uh, being a little ill. So I'm getting back to myself. And I got these cough drops today. Which I guess is a good thing. That you all are not watching me. (laughs) Because see, when I get on YouTube. I'm going to have to be a little bit more poised. Uh, You know, sit up straight and, and... you know, not be doing all the other things that I have to do. And and I know nobody wants to see me hacking all day or hearing it for that uh, matter. But anyway, back to uh, design thinking. So again, you know, teams and organizations use this uh, to, you know, deal with and tackle unknown problems, you know, things that they need to have uh, solutions for okay so again the five uh, phases is empathize so you want to learn about um, the audience that you're designing for and oftentimes that's done by observation or by interview and the question that you want to ask yourself is who is my user who is my user and what matters to this person. So that's the first thing that we do when we start with design thinking. When I get into a project and I I try to introduce this process without really introducing the process, right? It's just a technique that I use. So the first thing I do when I go into a new project or as I get uh, associated with a new team, I empathize. I try to understand from their perspective, you know, who are you? What matters to you? What's important to you. Okay. And then the next phase is to define. So create a point of view that is based on the user needs and insights. And a lot of times we do profiling uh, to help us to understand that. And what are their needs? Understanding what are their needs? Now for a person like me, I am a servant. And I love to serve people, but sometimes <laughs> I'm serving you at my capacity versus what you really need, right? So in other words, because my love language speaks the way that I love to be loved, sometimes I can become, uh, what was that Looney Tunes character, Elmira, you know, I just uh, um, smother you you know, with so much of of what I feel is love, but that's not really what you need. What you need may be something different. So in this area, I have learned the art of defining and understanding what are the needs uh, of those that I'm serving. And again, I'm talking through the process so that you have a foundational understanding. But as I get into... um, Further into this episode, I'm going to teach you how to apply that uh, to uh, helping you to define the foundation for this year and years to come. The next step is ideate. So, you want to brainstorm and come up with as many creative solutions as possible. Okay. So, the wilder the ideal, the better. You want to come up with as many ideals as possible. And the thing about it is in this phase of the process, I don't even want you to consider um, uh, any anything logical in the sense of it cannot be done, okay? In this process, this phase of the process, I want you to just purge, just purge, just get it all out, okay? Also, There is a state in this process where you will begin to prune. You will begin to prune and to uh, narrow down more succinctly to uh, those things that are tangible and actionable. Things that you can actually uh, (coughs) solution against. Sorry. All right. The next phase is prototype. So you want to build a representation of one or more of your ideals to show uh, to others, to demonstrate, to show, is it really working? Okay. Um, It's it's an opportunity for you to take an abstract and develop it into um, a tangible uh, for visualization, for, you know, touch and for experimentation. Okay. And then the next thing is you want to test it. You want to test it. You want to share it. You want to share your ideals with a broader uh, perspective and understand what worked and what did not work. Again, this is the more traditional aspect of design thinking and the phases in that process. But what we're going to talk about today, what I'm going to uh, concentrate on rather is a the process of answering and understanding uh, design thinking in the in the following four phases. You want to define what is what is, and then it goes back to it. It kind of collapses two ideals in. I mean, two phases from the traditional into one. Okay, so you want to think about what is. So that phase where I say you want to empathize with the user and you want to define what is the need. So you want to look at the current state of being and understand functionally and emotionally what is, okay? Trace your experience from the beginning to end. And you want to have at the forefront of your mind what's important. What's important, okay? The next phase is what if? <laughs> what if? And that to me is exploratory. That's where you begin to um, to start your journey of just purging, just purging, just brainstorming. What if? What if? <coughs> Excuse me. My year uh, was made manifested in this way. What if over the next 10 years I was able to accomplish this? Just begin to um, ideate, begin to um, innovate, begin to think through what could be, all right? And then I want you to begin the pruning process. And begin to prune out and say, what wows? Now, here's the thing about uh, us as as humans, right? We try to eliminate the human aspect of who we are. We try to eliminate that human point of being. And, and I've done a study on this before where I try to help you to understand that our emotions... Our emotions are tools and gifts that are given to us by God to help us to understand what action needs to be taken. And when you think about how, you know, we our, our thought process comes into be, right? Our thoughts become emotions, our emotions drive action. The key for us is learning how to mature in those emotions so that We are controlling our emotions and determining our actions versus our emotions controlling our actions and determining us, okay? So we'll get into that in another study uh, as well. But that's something that I try to help people to understand, especially when I'm doing uh, one-on-one life coaching. But what wows? Tap into that emotion or that desire. When you go back to that list of what ifs, Start to narrow them down. And this is where things become um, less, where you understand that less is more, right? Because you narrow these things down. One of the key things about innovative people or creative people is that sometimes the visionaries, we take on more, we bite off more than what we can chew, okay? So we try to take on more because we don't take the time To really just settle into ourselves and understand from that what if, from that purging, what is it that brings that wow factor to us? Taking that wow factor and understanding the the key areas that you can implement in your life over this year and over the next decade, then I want you to determine what Actually works as you ebb and we and flow and and ebb and we. <laughs> uh, that's from my my husband with all this boxing I've been watching lately. But as you ebb and flow through life, you can, um, you know, practice these things. You know, is it is it is it something that you that is that is really core to who you are and something that you really want to take on? Okay. I was talking to my husband uh, earlier today and I was just telling him how I wanted to kind of lay this out. You know, this this study, I wanted to take what's in my head and and, and lay it out to everyone. And I said, in, in that phase where we're understanding the what wows, sometimes there are going to be some what wows that are some desires that we have that are just so overwhelming. But as we go through that so-called prototyping phase or the testing phase of things we learn and understand is really not connected to our strengths or our abilities. And at that point, we have the opportunity and the option to either enhance uh, our skill set in those areas or understand that everything's not for us. Like I think about it like this. When we were growing up, there was a a heavy emphasis on reading, writing, and arithmetic, right? And we had the um uh what was it? I, I can't even think of it right now, but but there was a it was a lot of emphasis on education, and we were always told you can be anything you want to be. And that was something that was drilled into us, and I love the ideal and I love the concept, but in all actuality and reality. I, and this is is Dawn, Moa to my grandbabies and the ones who listen to my talk show I cannot be a Michael Jordan I will never have the capacity to jump up that high and to dunk a ball, I'm sorry I just cannot be that, now let's say I had a desire to be that, which I don't, but if I did in all actuality and reality I cannot So that is something that, although when you go through this phase of what wows, (laughs) sometimes we have to apply critical thinking to what we're going to invest our time into and cultivating and developing. Where on the other hand, I desire to be uh, polished more polished as i bring these uh studies to you guys. I want to be more polished in the way that i deliver, not saying that i want to be perfect and, and and not saying that i want to not be me, but i just want to brush up on some things and polish some things so that the experience for you can be uh enhanced, right? So that particular thing i can look at my skill set and say, you know, maybe I need to practice speaking more or, you know, maybe take a, um, a course in communications or, uh, um, I used to tease this lady that the, uh, VP of our PMO from the company I just came from, because she used to always talk about, um, her, uh, what did she say it was in Dayton or something where she did, uh, she did the, uh, what is it? Uh, whose line is it anyway type stuff, um, ad-libbing and, um, it just slipped my mind just that quick. That's cause I was being bad in my thoughts, <laughs> but anyway, she, she did a, a lot of that. Maybe I could take, you know, take some of those, you know, classes or something like that, uh, to be more spontaneous, uh, in, in the way that I do things. So that... Is something that is uh, logical and something that you want to keep in the forefront of your mind as you go through these exercises, okay? All right, so I want to get you to some actual tangible steps, some things that I want you to do, and we'll come back and we'll talk through that, Uh, but like I said, take your pen and paper out so we can get to it, all right? All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm back. I'm back. Um, see how gotta do you. I thought I was about to make a little joke and I completely went brain dead over a simple fact and couldn't even get it out. But that's what I get. Well, what I was talking about was improv. And what I was saying is that, you know, maybe I need to take some improv classes to help me to enhance that skill set. Uh, to to be more fluid, you know, and how I deliver, and and more animated, maybe more charismatic. I don't know, but I was gonna make a joke tied to the um, VP of the um, office of the CIO, uh, who she and I, and this is a lady from my last uh, client. She and I just we did not mesh well, personality wise. We just we we just couldn't get it. Together, unfortunately for me, you know, she was in a position of power, but we just could not. It was it was something about me, you know, that she just did not like. She just could not uh, adjust to, uh, and and I'm, I mean, I felt even my presence, you know, did something to her. And I believe it was more along the lines of the rigidity that she thought. Um, you know, just my personality. She just thought that's who I was, a very rigid, you know, person, which little did she know, you know, that wasn't me. It was more her perception than, you know, actually taking the time. But anyway, the little joke I was going to make is because she led an improv team. Uh, I think it was a club or something that she uh, had started or um, founded in Dayton or, or, Columbus or somewhere like that. So I don't, I don't even remember right now. But I was gonna to try to make a, a off-handed joke, and it did not deliver. It didn't land right, and that's what I get because I don't have no business talking about people. But God has brought me full circle, and I see now I might have to go and do some improv, you know, to to kind of help me. But the point that I was making. Uh, In the last segment is that there are some things as you go through this process uh, that that um, as you identify the what wows part, you know, there are going to be some things that are um, within your reach and your grasp to to tangibly execute against. And then there are going to be some other things that, you know, sorry, you know, Michael, Michael got a lock on, you know, them dunks and stuff like that. We probably can't do it. All right. So I just want to level set there, you know, and (coughs) as we progress into design thinking, I want you to see design thinking almost as a tool to help you to unravel and to uh, uh, solution, resolve, solve a mystery, you know, It's, it's almost like the difference between uh, solving a problem, a puzzle rather, and uh, solving a mystery, right? With with a puzzle, you know, th- with that, um, with the task of completing the puzzle, you you have to be more analytical. You have to be more analytical, tangible. You know, it's it's not really an abstract type of thing to where, you know, you you just grasping at straws. A puzzle comes with all of the pieces. It comes with, you know, everything has a very specific place. And if you follow the pattern or the protocol, uh, um, you will eventually solve the puzzle. But a mystery, on the other hand, is something that you have to take the, the clues and you have to, you know, uh, try and fail fast and, you know, succeed often. You have to be more agile in your approach, okay? So design Thinking is more of an abstract. And that's why it's challenging, you know, oftentimes with my clients and with business people, it's challenging for them to actually warm up to some of the exercises that I give to them because in their mind, Uh, business people, IT people. They're more analytical. They're more data-driven. They're more, you know, you got to touch it and feel it in order to apply it type people where design thinking is more of the abstract, right? I believe that we are all design thinkers, right? But we have to be able to tap into it as a left-handed person, right? Who thinks who thinks primarily from the right side of my brain. is just scientifically proven. I always tell people when they laugh at me for being left-handed, I always say, but I think on the right side of my brain. (laughs) I think that's something my daddy taught me when I was younger. You know, but right-handed people oftentimes think on the left side. But anyway, um, when you're tapping into that, it helps you to you know, be more exploratory, okay? And it brings more uh, creativity and more success into your life, especially when you're talking about building a foundation for your success within a year. And this is a personal approach. There is no cut and dry, cookie cutter approach to life. But if you leverage these tools and techniques... They can help you. Okay. All right. So (coughs) hopefully you got your pen and pad out. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the actual what is. Okay. So the what is, remember I said, this is going to be the mapping piece where you're going to map your journey. You're going to, you know, look at it from a functional and an emotional perspective Tracing your experience as to what's important. What is important? And remember I said, this is the area where you're going to be able to define, you know, what that need is. You're going to be able to define what is the core needs that you have. And it's going to take some time to actually think through that. And it's all about you. There's no right. There's no wrong. And no one can usurp your opinion or your reality of what is as it relates to your life, okay? So I want you to take maybe about 10, 15 minutes to just warm yourself up to the ideal and just really just think through it and begin to write what comes to you and what comes to your mind. And I want you to ask yourself, what is important? What is important as it relates to laying this foundation for your year, for this year coming up, that will catapult you into the next decade, okay? And keep in mind, this is a leap year, so God is doing what he needs to do to jump us into uh, our destinies, okay? So generate those ideals, take a few minutes to write them out and purge. And I want you to think about it on three different areas. I want you to think about yourself, your personal self. I want you to think about your relationships. And I want you to think about your profession, your business, your career, what's important? What is, what is the current state of where you are? What is it as it relates to that? Okay. Here's a tangible application to actually doing this exercise. So if I look at myself and I ask me what is, what is important for Dawn? What is important for me as a minister, as a mother, as a wife, as a uh, person in a community? What is important to me? And what is important to me as it relates to Uh, 2020 is establishing and building a foundation by which my family and my legacy can grow. Okay. So that's one of the things I would be writing out under the category of what is, what is important to me from a relation from a from a professional and I'm sorry from a personal development perspective it's important to me that I evolve in my ability to empathize with others i want to be able to be the christian the the support you know that other people need in their lives i want to demonstrate that right from a relationship perspective what is what is important Get those thoughts out there. You know, I love my husband. You know, he's my best friend. I've been knowing this guy almost 30 years. It's important that we grow and mature that relationship. And growing and maturing that relationship will take us spending time with each other, getting to know each other, rekindling the flame, you know, liking each other, you know. So, (laughs) I want him to listen to my... uh, my session so he could give me some critique. so this part I'm gonna a, I'm leave right there you know relationships with my children as they grow and develop we're going through a lot of growing pains you know I'm shifting from you know disciplinarian mom to coach mom you know developing those relationships building those relationships I got the grandbabies I'm a MOA now you know things like that write those out what is you know for my business, for my career, I share with you all, we're about to start the daycare, you know, I'm trying to grow my ministry and to further my reach to people. And I only want to be able to have enough that I can help. I'm not trying to, you know, be one of these, uh, whatevers, but anyway, my career is certain things that I want to invest my time into enhancing my skill set. you know, in certain areas. So, Begin to write that stuff out. And then also within the same category, understand or document where you are today. What is your reality today? Okay. And then I want you to move to the second step, which is what if. (laughs) And this is consistent with the exercise that I do with uh, my clients when I'm life coaching and we do a visualization exercise to where I have them to clearly define their goals. And as they define those goals, I have them to visualize what if this was to come to pass? What I want you all to do who are listening under the sound of my voice, I want you to All right, so with the second step, what I want you to do is I want you to think about what if, what if, and this is where I want you to just purge, just pie in the sky, you know, what if, what if it was a possibility? What if the sky was the limit, sky and beyond? What if? Again, don't edit yourself. Don't censor yourself. We're going to do some peering down in just a few minutes. But I want you to, you know, think about what if. Just just, just write it down as God gives it to you. All right? I want you to generate, you know, ideals and, and imagine them. Imagine uh, these things that can be done. What if you were able to do these things? And and again, use the uh, foundation of your what is. What is? What what are your needs? What's important to you? And then what if? What if you were to accomplish it? What would that look like? You know, what would the what if look? And then the next phase, I want you to look at it. And and let me give you a tangible example, you know, in the area of, of yourself, What if I became this empathetic person that was not judgmental, that really, truly loved in the agape, even when it hurt? What if I was this individual who um, became more sensitive to the needs of others, even, uh, you know, when I'm challenged? So for me, a challenge would be someone who directly hurts me. You know, I'm, I'm mature in in my faith. I'm mature in Christ, but sometimes, you know, the enemy he come and he use some folk in the right way, <laughs> and they can they can get me in the right way. But what if my goals uh, for 2020 was realized and I was able to pray for those who. Uh, who used me, who despitefully used me, abused me, uh, those who came against me. And I'm telling you, had no discord, no emotion, no uh, residuals or remnant of any type of bitterness. What if? What if? Write it down. Write it down because that is going to be the trail and the path to your tangible, actionable steps as we get through this process, okay? Relationship-wise, what if my husband and I, you know, were the best of friends, bosom buddies like we used to be? What if, what does that look like? Write it down. Relationship with my children was on par. You know, mutual level of respect, a a maturity and understanding of where we are in this season of our walk together. God has given me and giving me the tools that I need to help to parent them in this phase of our lives, okay? Business and career. What if? What's my what if? You know, I'm, I got the daycare running. We're efficient. We are, we are uh, notable and we've gained some credibility. We've got children. We've hit our max, our capacity at 12. You know, what if? What if? Sky is the limit sky is the limit. God is is exposing me to people in need and my life coaching, you know, has expanded and, you know, I'm helping people. I'm helping women uh, to achieve and master their goals to become the best that they can be. What if? What if? I want you to put down all of those what ifs. All right. And then I want you to go to the next step. So the next step, the next phase, which is what wows. And remember, I told you as humans, we a lot of times, especially us Christians, because we've been taught wrong. But anyway, not going to get into that tonight. We oftentimes try to dismiss the emotional side of ourselves, <coughs> primarily because it's gotten us in trouble so much because we're not really Uh, practicing maturity, right? So we try to dismiss it. We try to suppress it and all of this. And we have all these little mental issues and conditions and stuff like that as a result. But as for this exercise, I want you to tap into it. Go back to that list. Go back to your what is that should have progressed as you went through this exercise and to your what if. And I want you to start looking at those lists. And I want you to pare them down. You know, that thing that when you when you read it, it's just like, mm-mm, good. Okay. That thing that just touches you in the right way. I want you to put it in that category. What wows? What wows? What areas or elements in your life uh, you know, do you determine as most critical? What gives you the most value okay ask yourself these questions what is the payoff what is the payoff for this oftentimes we just go trucking along and investing our precious time that we can never get back our resources and everything into things that don't give us a payoff all right how will it benefit others how will it benefit others i am true to the belief that the you know our purpose in life, our purpose in life is to understand, you know, the core of who we are and to gift people who God allows to walk al- along our path with with the value of who we are. Okay. So ultimately, I want you to, as you think about what wows, I want you to think about how. Will these things benefit others? Okay. And then finally, I want you to think about who do you have to become to make it, um, to make this happen, to make this thing come to life? Who do you have to become? Again. Like I said, when you when you think about the analogy, you know, when we were growing up, they used to tell us, you know, that that one thing I was thinking about earlier, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. You know, that was the one thing they emphasized education. You know, academics, and and it was very heavy. You know, when I was growing up in the '90s, you know, and um, in school and things like that. You know, in the '80s and and uh, elementary school, you know, it was just really heavily impressed upon us that we can be all that we want to be. We could be anything that we want to be. I always challenge that in the sense that I tell people up front: you can only be you can only be who God desires you to be. Now that's your legal right. <laughs> Sometimes we try to step outside of that and be all that we want to be, but that is a myth. And I gave you the example that, you know, as, as, as bad as I am in my head and, and when I go to sleep, it's no way in this earth, on this side of heaven, I'm going to be dunking no balls like Michael Jordan. I don't care how much I want to be, <laughs> you know, but there are other things that if I apply the foundational knowledge that i have the capacity the capabilities that i can enhance my abilities you know to to achieve these goals so who do i have to become and the other side of it thank you holy spirit what we, what just dropped in my spirit some of the aspirations that we have because We don't pray. We don't get silent before the Lord to understand what direction he wants us to go in. Some of the things that we choose, the the wows are the things that will drain us. Of everything that we are, everything that we do, it will just drain us because we are outside of the perfect will of God and his true desire for the outcome of our lives. So think through that as you're creating this list, as you're making these things up. And one thing for certain, um, I can share with my experience with IT, and this is why I know that IT for me is a means to an end. And like I shared earlier, um, you know, because my husband and I are both in this uh, industry, it has been very lucrative for us. It's brought us some great financial stability. But it's a means to an end because to that end, it has caused me A lot of time, a lot of resources, a lot of mental exhaustion, you know, and and quality that my family missed out on because I was in this area which is not truly or true to the core of who I am. While you're in this phase of the what wows, I want you to begin to take those things, once you've narrowed down the list, keeping in mind that less is more. This is where i want you to start honing in on certain things begin to not necessarily censor yourself but begin to take a critical look at what is most important to you what yields the most value And as you're doing that, I want you to start practicing some things, start trying some things out while you're in that phase. Remember, we talked about the prototyping. That's a that's a tool that we use in IT to start sharing the ideals that we have in a more tangible format so that our users are able to leverage and use you know, whatever solution that we're bringing to the table so that they can identify, is this what we really want? Is this what we need, what we desire, what we intended? It, for this exercise, you can do the same thing. So take, for instance, I said, the area for me, which is expanding my ministry, what I'm doing right now, talking to you guys, Uh, sharing with you the knowledge and the experiences that I have, starting to test that out, test the theory out, sharing it, you know, on this platform, getting your feedback, you know, enhancing and sharpening my skill set, you know, doing those types of things. So that eventually as you cross over into the next step, which is our last phase, which is what works identifying what actually works. And then once you have concluded the what works, you should have a more defined list. That list is what you will use and leverage to build out a tangible action plan. Now you understand strategy. Here is my roadmap. Now you have to attach tasks And steps so that you can reach and achieve your goals for 2020 on into 2029. Okay, so I want you to actually do this exercise. And if you need additional help, don't hesitate to reach out directly to me. But when you get to the next step, once you have your list in hand, then now I want you to look at that list and I want you to identify how you're going to achieve those goals. How will you achieve the things that you have de- determined that based on what is, what is most important to me, what are my needs and and. Progressing to what if? What if I had the ability to accomplish these things? What would that look like? What are these things? And then what wows? What connects? with the core of who I am and the things that I need to achieve because the answers are in you. Everything that God has placed on the inside of you is what you need. You just need to tap into it and know how to hear from within what God has already given to you. So what wows that should give you a narrow list of goals, objectives, and things that you desire to achieve from year 2020 through 2029. And then I want you to look at, on this list, what are the things that I can accomplish in the short term? Short term, meaning between one month to three months, 30 days to 90 days. What can I achieve and tick off of my list? Then I want you to look at your midterm and say, What is it that I can do from uh, three months to uh, nine months? I want to, I'm sorry, not three months, from six to nine months. What can I accomplish from six to nine months? And then I want you to put that in a category. And finally, what goals and objectives are in my long term? What are those things that I will accomplish in the next year to five years. And I want you to build out those different uh, categories in your timeline to identify what you need to tackle first, what's going to lay that foundation for how you're going to achieve what you're going to do in the next uh, one to five years. Build it completely out. Build it completely out. You cannot take Uh, shortcuts. It ain't going to be no half stepping. And this will take you time to complete. And like I said, I'm here to help walk you through it. If you have questions, or if you have challenges, and then I want you to look at that first short term and look at everything in that category. And I want you to, to ask yourself, what can I do to reach this goal? What is step one? What's step two? What do I need to do to reach that goal? Take the time. Take the time to do it. All right. So I'm going to end this here. I promised my baby that I would make some fish and chips tonight. My uh, my son and his girlfriend got me this air fryer and I've been loving using it. So my husband got me some, um, some fish and some fries And I'm going to try to put them in this air fryer and see how it turns out. But my baby gets home in about an hour and 15 minutes from her break. So I'm going to sign off for now. I pray that this was a blessing for you. And uh, I look forward to what God is going to do with and through us in 2020 and the years to come. All right. I love you all. Have a blessed day. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Prophetess Dawn, and I want to welcome you to Moa's Ark, where you know that God dwells, Jesus reigns, the Holy Spirit guides, and we live in the agape. I am preparing for you all another podcast um, uh, today that I'm going to publish, and most likely I'm going to publish it in our uh, our Family Lives Matter um group i may publish it uh on my page as well but i want to make sure that i am reaching those that god has sent me to reach and i'm delivering the message that god desires for me to deliver on yesterday um I tried that Facebook Live and I, I love Facebook. I love all of the mediums, all of the the tools and communication uh, tools that are out there for social networking and things like that. But for some reason, I just felt like I was off kilter. Uh, I couldn't get my momentum. I just couldn't shake myself and get it together. And primarily because I like to be behind the scenes. I want to be behind the veil. I don't want to be out front and and being videotaped because I get kind of animated. Sometimes I like to shut my eyes and shake my head. Sometimes I like to rock and do all of these things. And, you know, that may not be as presentable. On, on screen. So uh, I was struggling yesterday. I was struggling a little bit. Um, and I believe that that hindered the Holy Spirit from really coming in and doing what God desired to do. So I decided today um, this podcast, this broadcast that I'm going to do, I'm going to do it through the means that I am comfortable with so that I can deliver to you all what I feel like God has given me. And see, yesterday I kept looking over at that uh, count to see how many people were watching and how many people had joined. And and now that I'm, you know, as I'm talking through it, maybe I'll use that Facebook Live as more of an interactive. You know, type medium, you know, where we can get on. And if the family wants to get on and we talk to each other, uh, we can we can broadcast it or stream it live through Facebook Live. Uh, we do have that Zoom uh Zoom set up so that we all can get together and we could be on live uh so so i'm I'm gonna think about doing it that way, but otherwise, if God gives me a word, if there is a message that I want to deliver uh that that I feel like God has given me, I'm going to use this medium because it's easier for me. I can go back and forth with my notes. I can, you know, like I said, shake my head, close my eyes, rock like I like to rock and get, my, you know, get my momentum. I don't want to say my mojo because we ain't no mojo over here. Well, maybe, you know, but I I, I just got to get my rhythm and get my groove. And I don't feel like I had it yesterday. But I feel it today, all right? And maybe it was the time of day too. But anyway, let me get into the message. Let me get into what I want to deliver uh, to the family this morning. But before I get started, I just want to tell you all, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you as you are. You can only be the best that you are in this very moment, the worst that you are in this very moment. I pray that God will increase in your life. I pray that God will enhance you in every area and every aspect of your life. God is a God of purpose. He has a plan for your life and he is a real and living God who is right here with us even now as we prepare and endeavor to grow together spiritually and according to God's will, his purpose, and his plan. Amen? All right, so let's get started.